0: This morning in the message, we have our fourth answer to the question, who is the Christ of Christmas according to John, especially in the first verses of the Gospel of John. And we're going to be reading John 1, 1 through 4 this morning. This is God's holy and infallible word. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of men. That's our scripture reading this morning. May God bless it to us today. As we've been seeing, and as you might have known before this series, John's Christmas story is a little bit different from the Christmas stories we usually read in Matthew and in Luke. But it is about Jesus coming, and very importantly, it is about who the Christ of Christmas is exactly. We've seen that he is God, he is man. He is the Word, and today He is life. He is life. And we're going to spend a little time exploring some of the many, many implications of that reality, that Jesus is life. First of all, we're going to see that contrary to the claims of secular atheism, life was first. Contrary to the claims of secular atheism, life was first. In the beginning was the word we read. And that beginning that John talks about, it's the same in the beginning really that we get in Genesis 1 when God created this world and this universe, but it is really goes back even further into eternity before the earth, this universe, was even created. That word that was in the beginning, John tells us, is Jesus. And we read that all things were created by Him, and in Him was life. The word, Jesus, life, was in the beginning. It was first, Sometimes the viewpoints of our world, the viewpoints of Darwinistic materialism, atheistic evolution, secularism, sometimes those viewpoints act like Christians who believe in God are crazy. Don't you feel like the world acts like we're nuts sometimes? Have you ever come across that? They act like we're nuts. But I want to ask you, what sounds crazier? That matter was first in the beginning or that life was first in the beginning? Does it sound reasonable to you to propose like people who don't believe in God do propose? Does this sound reasonable to you? that a chunk of matter was hanging out and somehow developed and changed and eventually gave rise to life. Does that sound reasonable to you? A chunk of matter was hanging out in all eternity and somehow gave rise to No offense, but it sounds a little nuts to me. Olivia says no offense a lot, and her friends. So I had to throw in a little, no offense, and then you say something that's actually a little biting. But it does, it sounds a little nuts to me. That idea that any number of folks propose. Compare that with what John tells us here. Life was first. The Word, who was God, was first. And He created everything. I want you to listen to a quote from a pastor who's a pretty well-known guy. Uh, His name is John Piper. He's written a lot. I'm going to read the quote. It's it's a chunk of a quote, so just, just listen, bear with me. I think it really applies. Here is the great division, he says, between the atheistic worldview and the Christian worldview. For the atheists... Everything begins with inanimate matter and energy. Inanimate means something without life, without breath, right? Inanimate matter and energy. It's just there. Atheists, atheists are people who don't believe in God. Atheists choose to believe that in the beginning there was not life, but matter and energy. They don't know this. They guess. They say, impersonal matter and impersonal energy are original. They are absolute. They are ultimate. Then for billions of years with no creator, no intelligence, no design, no purpose, no plan, there emerges from the mindless, lifeless, random matter and energy not only the irreducible complexities of interdependent biological structure, but also this glorious thing called living personhood. That's their account of life. For John, for Christians, it's the other way around. First there was life, then there was the rest. In the beginning was the Word, and in Him was life. God was first. God had to be first. And then, can you start to imagine the crazy number of implications that that has for how you look at the world and life. It's absolutely staggering. The meaning of life, the purpose of life, the goal of life, the end of life, the sanctity of life, what happens after you die, why we're here, how in the world we got here. With life first... You start to get the answers to these sorts of issues. And as believers, friends, we live with that guiding principle. We live with that guiding principle as people of life in this world day by day. Second thought, second implication. In a world And in a society where death often appears to have the upper hand, Jesus gives life, and he gives it abundantly. The opposite of life, death, can feel to us, can appear to us sometimes to have the upper hand. That's something that can come into our minds when we're gathered around a graveside in a cemetery or when we hear of a sudden unexpected death again. That can be like Satan and death taunting us and saying, speaking in our minds, I'm going to get you too someday. You're going to be here too. Death, not life can appear to have the upper hand when we see legalized abortion continuing for decades. Death can appear to have the upper hand in a culture where there's a mass murder like we saw nine days ago, where people die nightly on our streets from violence, where wars and conflict persist in our world. Death, not life, appears to have the upper hand when we see famines in our world, AIDS, poverty, homelessness, cancer. In the midst of all of that, John is giving us a message of hope. Do you remember the purpose of his gospel? This is the third time I'm mentioning it, so I could could ask you, and You should be embarrassed if you don't know. But I mentioned it kind of quick. I'll say it again. It's in chapter 20. The purpose of his gospel is to bring people life. And that life comes from Jesus, the Word who is life. He brings us eternal life, in fact, he says 15 times in his gospel. Life is the opposite of perishing. And John 3 tells us that when we belong to the Lord of life, we shall not perish, but have eternal life. In John 5 we read that he who believes in Jesus has eternal life, and such a person already now has passed from death to life. Jesus says to those who, who fear death. And he reminds you, I went to death on a cross and I conquered death by rising to life so that you all may have life and have it abundantly. And Jesus says to those of us who feel sometimes discouraged and feel that death and the culture of death are winning, says, my son, my daughter, remember that you belong to me in body and soul and in life and in death. I've got you. He reminds you this morning, I am on the throne. I am working out all things. I really am. I'm working out all things for my glory, for the good of my people. Trust me on that. And throughout the sweep of history, to its very conclusion someday when Jesus returns, He says, I'm bringing completion and fulfillment to that work of defeating death that happened on the cross and at the resurrection. Finally this morning, Belonging to the Lord of life, you and I can be on the cutting edge of a new day and a new creation. John refers to the original creation coming into being through the Word, through Him. Now, through Jesus' work on the cross and His resurrection and His Holy Spirit sent out on the church and on His people. Through Jesus' work, the new creation is dawning and happening. There's been a recreation. Just like the original word brought life into creation, you and I, as people of the word, bearers and keepers of the word, you and I actually get this. We spearhead life into the new creation as his people. Imagine going back to that Genesis 1-1. Imagine what it would have been like to see somehow the hand of God sweeping through the cosmos in eternity, bringing matter and life and everything into existence. Now, today, the church is like a spectacular meteorite cutting through the cosmos, bringing the message of life in Jesus everywhere. That's what it means to be people of life. It means no less than living on the cutting edge of a new creation that God is beautifully sculpting. The work our Sunday school teachers do and these children's church leaders you saw are gems and cadets they're the counselors spectacular spectacular work nurturing life in our young ones real life life in jesus nursery attendance missing worship here regularly To watch our little ones so parents can worship the living God. Loving those little precious children. Changing their dirty diapers sometimes. Serving behind the scenes. It's spectacular! It's on the cutting edge of the new creation that God is doing. Quietly writing a letter of encouragement in your home to someone behind bars. spectacular. It's the humble but persistent work of the new creation that is coming, that has come, that is growing. Our gifts to this church, big and small, it's investing in the kingdom that is coming, that has come, that's growing. Loving our loved ones, even those ones whose habits and ways of going about things are so annoying that you're going to see this holiday season, loving our loved ones, even when it's hard, loving as Christians our enemies, fervent, dedicated prayer for a neighbor, for our nation. For our church, for someone who's hurting, spectacular. A grace filled response or no response at all to someone who says something hurtful to you, someone who is, who is a jerk to you. A grace filled response or saying nothing at all, it's spectacular. A card, a word, of comfort to someone who's grieving, someone who's lonely. It's all spearheading life into the new creation. You can be a part of all this through the blood of Jesus who came back to life. You can be on the side of life. You yourself, with your loved ones, can escape the culture of death because you belong to him and by being an active member in his kingdom you can be on the cutting edge of the new creation by sharing the message of life in your words, in your deeds in your attitudes life was first new life has entered into our world in Jesus you can be part of that This culture of life now and forever when you turn to the baby who was born at Christmas to bring life and to bring it abundantly. Amen.